0: God bless you guys. God bless the world, buddy. Let's go racing.
1: This is the Loud Pedal Podcast. A very diverse cast of automobile racing characters. Slider for the lead and the win. He tags to cook and drag race to the line. Who got it? Give it to Rico. With your host... ABC Sports television analyst and part-time midget racer, it's D Welch, and Mr. Dylan Welch. Yeah, you damn right I got black out there. there. Yeah. Oh, that stupid ass flagman. They got a dumb ass flagman they can't see. And an expert in only one category, food.
0: Look how big those things are. Little meat on the bone there. And cooked perfectly.
1: Well, sometimes racing, but mostly food.
0: When you're talking a, a meal like before I'm up the eye, I will ask for 15 to 20 chicken wings. It's Heavy Lunch,
1: Tyler Burnett.
0: It's episode 84 of the Loud Pedal Podcast on Flow Racing. Heavy Lunch, D-Welch back with you on a beautiful Tuesday. June 21st is when we're recording this podcast, and today we have on the show Logan CV. Big time week for CV. He's now taking over to Silver Crown Series points. With USAC with a win at Port Royal Speedway on the same night, he won a sil- sprint our spread car series race with USAC at Port Royal as well. he, he a couple of days before that won at Bridgeport. So an Eastern Storm title with the Sprint Cars, a Silver Crown win. He pretty much cleaned up house over the week.
1: Yeah, good week for him. And um, like we'll talk to him about, you know, and like we talked about on the show this time of year, um, you know, really important and big to to have a good week out there to put together some back-to-back, you know, solid nights. Just get you started off on the right foot for, um, you know, a busy summer stretch where there's a, a lot to be gained, and a lot to be lost. So good start to the summer for them.
0: He had a great week. So, too, did Justin Peck winning an Ohio Sprint Week championship. Um Congratulations to the Book Buc- Motorsports team. Um, we have a Meet the All-Stars piece out with Peck that I put out last week. And it's, uh, you gotta check out their team. They're really fun. Kurt Williamson and um, Sean, his crew chief, and, um, you know, Tom Boog, of course, the owner, and, and Peck. And then, of course, the, the big old Great Dane, they have Garth, who's, uh, you know, a, a popular fan favorite. Peck won at Wayne County. He won at Atomic during the week. He had great finishes. I think he might have had six top fives. It might have been six podiums. I'm not sure he finished on the podium a lot uh during that nine race stretch during a house sprint week they went nine straight nights without a single break like yeah, i feel like
1: that's pretty crazy sundar
0: a sundar has, Sun restoration hash eggs a week has to go to like the the crew the crews right like so the team uh the teams right the the team members who stay up all night working on the cars wake up at 7 a.m the next day to fix those things um the all-star officials who had a you know a banner week and the the production staff for flow which was not me i was i I showed up the last three nights brought a camera shot some video and that's about all i did uh during a house sprint week they busted their asses setting up tearing down giving you a perfect broadcast every single night with no issues i mean very little issues um that 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 needs to be recognized in my opinion because production is a thankless job um you either you know it's you either get you know you either get credit for having a good broadcast and like oh nice you did your job or you something goes shitty and you're it's like oh you didn't do your job you know like it's either black and white like i feel like they should get more credit than they do
1: yeah no i mean it's and it's a good point because um you know it's not like chilli bowl or anything else you know where you're you're there you know every night you just sh- shut your stuff down and you know wake up the next morning and, and go you gotta gotta tear everything down load up go to the next racetrack set everything back up do it all over again for you you're right you know nine nights in a row and um it's a lot i mean it's a it's a big commitment for everybody you know you're right I mean the flow staff the drivers teams crews i mean you know everybody that's a it's a lot um so I'm sure they uh i'm sure they have used the last couple of days to get well rested because they uh, they no doubt earned it
0: we continue with our Sundollar Restoration hat shakes of the week, brought to you by Sundollar Restoration. And Kim and Jason were texting me today, so I have to give uh, their hat shakes. Uh, of course, um, Sundollar is based in Carmel, Indiana. You can um, they can help you with water, fire, mold restoration in the greater Indianapolis area. They'll put a roof on your house. Um, great contractors that do great things for racing. You know, they support D Welch. They support Zeb Wise, of course, in the All-Stars and a few other uh, micro sprints and everything else. Kimmy said her hat shake is going to the Speed Week All-Stars and the Drivers. So that's number one. Number two is me. I don't know why. Me and Flo and people that traveled. Like I said, I only traveled three nights, so I'm not taking credit for that. You know, McKim and those guys, they did nine nights. So they should get more of the hat shake from, from Kimmy. And then Kimmy said, "Peck and team." So Justin Peck and his team. Those are her hatshakes. That's flying. Jason, yeah, (laughs) Jason said, uh, (laughs) "I can't read the first thing you said, but the second thing he said, I don't have one, but I will give a shout out to Blake for doing a really great job." Um. So Blake Anderson got a hat shake from uh from Jason. Also would mention the fact that I seen Tyler emerge from some massive dust clouds getting content for flow. That was at Limeland, of course. I thought um, he was going to say I'm, a dust cloud by I'm the session to to, stand or something. I'm going to have to go to the doctor uh, for my eye because of Limeland. Like, I, I literally have dust in my eye still. Um, can't get it out. Like, it's... I'm, I mean, it's... That's my home Danny track. The, the glamorous right.
1: glamorous life it's, on the road.
0: It's one of my home tracks. I, I don't want to uh what did Parker say? I could be a complete asshole about this, but I won't. <laughs> That's what he said on the front stretch. Danny Dietrich was like, when he won, I'm like, oh, here we go. Get the mics rolling <laughs> at Limeland. And he's and Dietrich uh yeah, he was actually pretty tame to to the I love that staff. Parker
1: Parker, and maybe I'm looking too far into this, but he to me has become like way more outspoken and just doesn't That's care great. what people think. It is, it is great. But I think, like, I think I wonder if part of it is, you know, because of his diagnosis. You know, he's like, he's like, what do I care anymore? You know, he's like, I'm trying to beat cancer. It's like, I don't need to be, you know, be filtered. I may as well say what's on my mind. Yeah. And I love it. Like, I think it's, I think it's awesome.
0: Yeah. Those, those are the best, you know, I like to see a little bit of character out of people right like you know that's why people tune yeah. in to watch team and robert blue give interviews after they win you know like this we, ha- we might have viewership spikes like after the checkered flag flies when we have balloon team as win because it's like hold on they're gonna say something right so like yeah. uh that's that's the best part about some of these guys that they're kind of coming into their own like you know you know being com- more comfortable in their skin like you know zeb's kind of that way too like he, he'll get on the mic and say some stuff too like uh they're they're kind of like i wouldn't say like growing up but like you know coming into their own finding out who they are and uh, embracing it and i think that's cool um what did j oh jason also said what the hell justin peck maybe uh so and then he said and then he said kimmy better not say zeb i'll throw up in my mouth so why it's their car <laughs> i know but we <laughs> kimmy loves zebby you know that's her zebby so zeb had a good week too what do you he won at fremont uh he had a couple podiums he won at attica before the, the sprint week started so they're uh they're pretty fast right now uh let's see sheldon hodd won at beaverdam raceway no not the gas station stop on i-75 north of lima beaverdam raceway in in washington uh let's see kevin thomas jr won at bloomington in an on-wing 410 sprint car breaking news he will contend for the indiana sprint week title uh defending his title from last year driving for uh carson well he's driving with carson garrett he's a teammate to carson garrett um during indiana sprint week so that should be fun to see him uh come back to the USAC national sprint car series coming up here shortly uh what else who, who else won did did you get did you uh, oh ryan timms that might be my hat shake didn't he didn't he double up at houston's
1: i saw you won the one night i don't know if he doubled up or not
0: i think he took all the money uh and i'm pretty sure he started like ninth in the second night and drove you know through the entire field so uh i guess the 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 a conversation with tim's right now becomes when is he going to win a world of outlaws race he turned 16 the night the outlaws are at River City and apparently he's gonna be running that night. Does he beat the outlaws at River City and become the youngest world of outlaws winner of all time? Uh, I don't think he beats him be cool. his
1: first night. You don't think so? No.
0: They've been fast. Yeah. They've It'd been be super run. fast. I know they've been
1: fast. I mean, he's good enough. I just it's a lot jumping in and winning your very first ever outlaw race.
0: He would beat at um, Geo Selzi, right? Geo Selzi was the youngest. Was that Williams Grove? So,
1: yeah.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Yeah. KT won a Putnamville too. So they must think they have that car right to to go and contend for the Indiana Sprint Week title because he, he won two races over the over the weekend. AJ Hopkins won a Putnamville. Uh, you know, the sky is blue. Uh what's it? Oh, that was that was the Race Saver Sprint Car Series. Is that like a wing series?
1: The Race Saver's the three oh five.
0: Yeah. That one that Ethan Barrow runs. I have no idea. Does he? Maybe. Uh, CV won (laughs) both races at Port Royal. Anthony Macri won the 410 wing sprint car race at Port Royal. Uh, That's another thing you got to watch this week on flow. PA sprint week is happening. Um, Flow, I think, has Port Royal Speedway races and Lincoln races. So there's two two of each, I think, uh, during PA sprint week. So check that out. Sprint week all over the place uh brady bacon won at bloomsburg with usac uh riley Kreisel won in iowa was that yeah mason city iowa uh ricky peterson won at tri-city raceway park with the ford 10 sprint cars and trey starks won with the wing 360s at grays harbor that is all i got sorry i think ryan newman won out there at meridian i don't think it was the real ryan newman though it was a different <laughs> ryan newman. You would know. Isn't that that, uh, Hannah's home track, Meridian?
1: Yeah, it is. That's where I raced last year.
0: Yeah, I know. What happened to that? Did you get fired from that already? I think so. Oh, Brett Marks. Brett Marks uh, Marks won the biggest race of Ohio Sprint Week in the final night. He had two podiums. I won uh, two at Waynesfield Waynesfield and Limeland, and then the final night at Portsmouth won the 20 grand uh, finale. So – Marks, what do they say? Marks won the uh, battle and Peck won the war. Is that? Yes. Is that how it goes? (laughs) All right. Those are our sun dollar rest. Wait, did we give our sun dollars? I gave mine to Tim's. Who do you got?
1: I'm giving, I'm giving mine to AJ Hopkins because that 305 race was his very first wing race ever, but it was also his dad's memorial race. Um, His dad, Freddie, passed away uh, last year, I guess. Um, and this was the memorial race for him at Putnamville. Um, so that was pretty cool. I know it wasn't the non-wing race, but it was, you know, still cool. I'm sure for AJ to win uh, a memorial race for his dad, who was the nicest guy in the world. You know, great family. We, you know, grew up running quarter midgets with them and his dad was, um, the best guy. So, um, sure that was special for AJ and his mom, Sandy and, um, and their whole family. So thought that was cool.
0: Yes. Congratulations, uh, Hopkins keeps adding wins at Puttenville. He wins there a lot in the non-wing sprint car, um, but a wing win for him. Those are our Sun Dollar Restoration Hat Shakes of the Week brought to you by Sun Dollar Restoration. They'll fix your plumbing. Uh, they'll, <laughs> what, what else will they do, D-Welch? <laughs>
1: yeah, they'll say they'll test your plumbing. I don't know if they'll fix they'll it. They'll
0: test, yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> they'll put a roof on your house. They'll fix your house and they'll do it quickly. They can pretty much build a house in a week. I think that's what Jason was saying. He's like, yeah. I can build a house an entire week from, from dust to, to building, right? Like from, from the rubble to all the way back up. There were some big storms this past week. I know uh, Trey Jacobs missed a part of house Sprint week because there was like 90 mile an hour winds that knocked down trees all over the place in ohio uh we were down there for vacation slash ohio sprint week so um yeah it was, it was pretty rough down there so hopefully hopefully everyone's recovering from that visit our friends at sun dollar restoration if you want your house fixed from the storm all right let's talk to logan Seafy. <laughs> why do you have to laugh every time <laughs> this last talk to, to logan cv be-
1: <laughs> what I'm said, I'm laughing because you said this needed to be a quick open. And here we are 15 minutes later. You just blabbing away.
0: There was a lot of racing going on. All right. Yeah. Let's talk to Logan Seavey. He's next. Oh, another Dollar restoration hat shake to Danny Dietrich for saving the race at lima land. Uh, there were guys running through the infield, like, the officials like are standing right next to light poles that Sammy had his left front tire banging off of.
1: Put that in respect. So dusty. Like, There's guys in the infield.
0: Yes. That's why it was dusty. Like literally the B main started him and Bowman were just pounding the infield, like on the inside of the tires. You can do that on iRacing, right? In turns one and two. More grip on the track, pavement down there. I think there. you get a penalty. <laughs> <laughs> well it was like the penalty was off because they finished the b main started two minutes two laps in i'm like i can't see a single car out here i literally couldn't see a single car i'm like so i walked back to the pit area and then some photographers come back bowman hit hit the tire had all four wheels off the ground and transferred like it's it was some dicey stuff so then dietrich was like well there's these barriers sitting here, these plastic barriers let's move them out next to the tires you see a big old white plastic barrier put some orange lines on it or whatever don't go on the inside of this it actually worked for the feature and and they ran the feature and uh track was actually pretty good so um he saved the Land race even though he won it he saved it to win it so hat shakes flying everywhere logan stevie's next this is the Loud Pedal Podcast on Flow. Gentlemen,
2: start your engines. And... The race cars are historic; they are the ancestors of the current Indianapolis car. As we get ready for exciting
0: USAC dirt racing, but well,
2: we're not here for horses; we're here for horsepower.
0: And we're back on the Loud Pedal Podcast on Flow Racing. Logan c b had a big week during Eastern Storm. He won um, some sprint car races and a Silver Crown race. What's up, man? How are you? Congratulations on not only the Eastern Storm title but a good week in both cars.
2: Yeah, yeah, it was a it was a great week. So um, yeah, I'm doing good. Obviously, now I got a few wins out of the way on the year. That's always stressful if you don't win, you know, right away. It's like you know, you never know what's gonna happen and um yeah it's good to get some momentum going into you know a busy few more weeks and spring week coming up so um yeah like i said it was a a great uh eastern storm for us and uh it's nice to pick off a few wins
1: pennsylvania has been pretty good to you the last couple years especially in the silver crown deal right i mean it's you guys have kind of got some of those tracks figured out out there it seems like in in both cars now
2: yeah yeah especially like you said the silver crown car went out there uh, I think in like 2020 and we're in the uh, Seelins Grove and ran well. That was my first ever Silver Crown start was out there. And uh, and then last year we ran two Silver Crown races out there, Williams Grove. Um, we were leading out there um, the first race of the year and, and uh, had a part failure and, and, you know, had to DNF that one. But then we uh, went back to Williams Grove a second time and, and was able to win there. So, um, yeah, PA for me, especially in the Silver Crown car, has been really, really good to me. Um, and then, yeah, to go there to Port Royal this year and, and win another one was, was cool. So um, the sprint car, actually, we struggled last year a lot. I think uh, Richie said my best finish was 13th in Pennsylvania and the whole Eastern Storm until until this year. So, um, so yeah, definitely had a, a big uh, pickup in, um, you know, performance this year over last year in the sprint car and um, probably what didn't have to do much with my race car. I think I just started to get more comfortable driving sprint cars and on racetracks like that. And. Um, just overall more experience. I just I just feel a lot better, and you know my car obviously still is really good, but but um, I just feel like I'm I'm driving front cars as good as I ever have right now.
0: Is that Cooper who was barking?
2: Yeah, yeah. So we um, we found a rescue a month ago now. We have yet to find him a home. So um, Cooper doesn't like a new dog being in my house. So Cooper wasn't very accepting <laughs> of the new dog. Um, so we have to keep them separated so right now the the rescue hank is currently out cruising around and uh cooper's stuck in the room at the moment so um am trying to figure out a, a good way to reintroduce them, and really still trying to find the rescue at home um, we got three big dogs at the moment so that's too much for my little house here and how much i race that's uh it's a lot to deal with so just <laughs> still trying to find uh, hank the rescue at home right now but um yeah for now they we just have to keep the two separated because cooper Cooper didn't um, appreciate me bringing another male dog into his house, and um, yeah. So for now, the um, we have one that likes everybody, and they're all fine. But uh, Cooper has to stay away when when Hank the rescue's out of his room. I was gonna
1: say it sounds like that is potential for a foster fail, but I guess if they don't get along, then that's probably probably for the best that he gets moved out.
2: Yeah, yeah. Like I said, it's it's great. He's a great dog. He's fun to have and stuff, but. Um, it's just near impossible to, you know, it just sucks for both of them to have to be pent up half the day when the other one's out. So, yeah, um, yeah unfortunate because we love we love the dog already, but um, it's just not working out with Cooper. So, um, yeah, we're still trying everything we can, but it's just not quite not quite working out. So, um, not really worth risking one of them getting hurt or something. So, just keep them separated for now until we find all Hanky Hanky home.
0: What kind of dog is Hank?
2: um he looks like a pitbull boxer mix um i don't know he's he's a pretty cute little dog uh i've got tons of pictures and videos of him playing around and stuff he's really fun and um playful and stuff but um, uh yeah he's just like i said cooper just isn't quite a big fan of his so we're working on something to find him a new home but um yeah he's a fun, fun (laughs) fun little guy
0: yeah i got i got pities if you Maybe if some someone watches this and wants wants a, p- a little pity, they can reach out to you or
2: something. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. He, uh, like I said, he's he's great to have around. He um, <clears throat> gets along with other dogs. He he was not the instigator in this instance. It was definitely Cooper. So, um, he's outside right now with with our other dog Maverick, and they're running around playing. So, um, he's really really good. I enjoy having him. But yeah, it's just uh, not going to work in our situation. So yeah, if anybody is looking for a dog that. You know, they want a dog and want to rescue a dog, but um, definitely needs a little work. He's crate trained now. I crate trained him, and uh, he was house trained, so I think he was living with somebody, and they just kicked him out, I guess. But, um, yeah, he would never had any incidents in the house or anything, but, um, yeah, I don't know. He's just a little a little skittish meeting new people. That's really his only problem at the moment, but we're working on that, trying to introduce him to lots of new people, and uh, he's getting a lot better, so um yeah if anybody wants a dog that needs maybe just a little bit of work but overall is a, it's a really really good dog and fun to have around uh, we got one that we're looking to rehome here soon
0: cool as much as i love um, talking
1: about dogs oh go ahead ty
0: no go <laughs> ahead go ahead go ahead Dylan.
1: no i was just i was gonna say as much as i love dogs we probably should ask him about some race car stuff since that's what we're doing but if you have something <laughs> else go ahead Is it a dog podcast i was
2: gonna
0: no, I, was, it, it I, was, I mean, well, we have, we have that pit pal segment, right? And, and, and Cooper was obviously yeah. a star of the first one. Um, but that's, that's why I asked about Cooper, but no, I do have some racing questions. So like, um, how did you guys put behind you? The fact that you blew a tire the first night and then, you know, the, the, you, you could easily just, you know, chalk it up the rest of the week. Like, yeah, we're not gonna be able to come back at, you know, after this championship thing, but you guys did.
2: Yeah, I think mentally at first I, I pretty much did as I'm, you know, just sitting in the work area, I'm already thinking like, man, there goes our whole Eastern storm. You know, it's, um, you know, it's like screwing up your heat race at the Chili Bowl, you know, it, kill, it kills your whole week. So, um, you know, instantly it's like, man, that, that sucks. But uh, at the end of the day, we're still racing for points throughout the whole season. So um, we're still fighting for every spot. And, um, and then, yeah, when you finish 13th on night one and, and a guy like Brady wins that, you know, it's going to be really, really hard to, to make those up, but, uh, it seemed like everybody pretty much had had one not so great night and uh yeah we were able to put together four podiums after that with two wins and um we just were fast every time we hit the racetrack qualified in the top three every night which is you know points for the season and eastern storm points and uh won a heat racer too so we were really just you know getting points every time we hit the racetrack and that was a huge comeback but yeah honestly initially that was my my first thought like i said was uh the eastern storm hopes were pretty much gone but um, you know, we were able to fight back even with missing a day at Sealand's groove, which I thought is a track I would have ran good at since we had won a crown race, you know, that was pretty disappointing for me. I thought like I said, I thought that was a track that we had a good shot to win at again. And um to see that one right now was kind of heartbreaking for me. That was one I was really excited to go back to, but um but yeah, and to lose a day to make up more points was was um disappointing. But um yeah, we were able to still win a couple of races and, and pick up as many points as we could and end up just a few ahead of Brady there at the end.
1: You kind of alluded to it, but all we can kind of dive into it a little deeper. Just with the momentum that you have or the confidence that you have now after putting together a really good week, you know, as we get set for Indiana Sprint Week and, and even like SmackDown later this summer and then and, and all the other midget stuff, you know, as well, how are you feeling i mean how big is that really to have a good week and a good you know stretch of back to back to back nights where you run well how big does that set you up for the rest of the summer
2: yeah um, really big you know i haven't really been this consistent in a sprint car ever um maybe that first half of sprint week last year obviously was good for me but um yeah i think this is like outside of grandview with a flat tire i think we've had like five or six seven podiums in a row um that's counting our our uh, Getting DQ'd at at Terre Haute, being a few pounds light, but um, overall, like just speed and finishing wise, we're we're there every night, and that's kind of what it seems like. Guys like Brady and um, you know guys that win these championships can do, and I feel like these last you know month and a half, two months, we've been we've had that kind of speed, and that makes me excited. You know, all these tracks are brand new for my crew chief. My crew chief's never. Um, a crew chief on a sprint car at any of these racetracks and uh, he's showing up with no notebook and you know we're he's asking people what gear we need to be on and um yeah he's he's got a good you know baseline package for me and um it seems like he picks up the racetracks really quickly and um you know knows the adjustments that the car needs and what i like already he's um been my crew chief on the silver crown car so that helps a lot and kind of knows what i like but um you know these are obviously not silver crown cars and uh, it seems like every time, um, he makes a big adjustment, I just trust him. And, um, you know, it seems like every time he does, we, we go a lot faster, you know, like at Bloomsburg, we struggle a little bit in the heat race, but we came out for the feature and, um, there at the end, I feel like we were one of the better cars on track. So, um, yeah, just a lot of confidence and, in, in my crew chief and my race car and knowing that, uh, every time I'm on the track, I have a car that is capable of, you know, racing for wins and, um, that's what it takes. So Ronnie's Wait, so crew Ron- chief. Ronnie? Yeah, Ronnie Gardner's a crew chief on the on the Baldwin Five.
0: When that when when did that happen? Was that this year?
2: Yeah, yeah, he started in Florida, and that that at the moment at that time was just he was just going to go to Florida and kind of get us going on the year because we didn't have a crew chief, and um, and really really Florida didn't go great for us, but it wasn't awful either. Um, but I don't know if Kenny talked him into it or if he just really wanted to. Once he got doing it, he really liked it, and that's what he wanted to do. But um, yeah, we got them for the whole year and it's obviously been really, really good since then, you know, since we struggled a little in Florida, which is pretty standard for me. I never really go very good in Ocala, but, um, yeah, that's pretty par for the course there for me, but, uh, everywhere since then we've been really, really fast. And, uh, like I said, qualifying up front every night and, um, racing up front every night also. So I uh, no complaints here on my end.
0: Yeah, that's cool. That's, that's cool that Ronnie Gardner is working with you now. Uh, I know that a lot of people, especially the crew guys, they, they want to get their hands on sprint cars. I mean, like, there's no secret that when you're dirt racing, like sprint cars is the top of the top, you know, the, the peak of, you know, what, what kind of car you want to work on and just the, the most powerful machine there is on dirt. Right.
2: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I think uh, most people, yeah. Whether you're whatever racing midgets or what micros or what have you, everyone seems to want to go to sprint cars and, um, yeah for ronnie you know he's got his family's got a long history of you know racing out here in indy and usac racing and stuff like that so um that's what he enjoys he still has his own sprint car he's trying to um you know race it here here and there when when we're off but um <clears throat> seems like right now he's really really having fun doing what we're doing and working on the sprint car and the silver crown car and that keeps him really busy so um he actually got to race in lawrenceburg i think a week ago or two weeks ago for the first time in like five years he raced a sprint car but um, but yeah, he said he was pretty rusty and he's going to have to keep knocking the rest off or he gets to run it up front. But, um, but yeah, for now, he's, seems like he's having a blast racing sprint cars. And I know that first, uh, first USAC win for him as a, as a crew chief was really big.
1: Well, and, and your, your working relationship with the guys you drive for is kind of interesting. Cause you've got, you know, Jerome on the midget who obviously used to race, um, and then you had Ronnie on the Silver Crown car, and now he's he's on the Sprint car. But you've worked with crew chiefs in the past that haven't raced. So, what is the working relationship like through the night with these guys that are former drivers, um, and maybe just specifically Ronnie, you know, who who doesn't have a ton of Sprint car experience um, and is kind of learning how to adjust them, you know, as you as you go through the night.
2: Yeah, it seems just uh, a little bit easier to. Uh, understand each other when when the crew chief has raced. Um, it seems most of my crew chiefs probably have raced, but uh, yeah, there's been a handful of them that never have. You know, Connor Ridge never raced. Uh, I don't think Derek Claxton was my crew chief last year. I don't believe he raced very much, if any. Um, but then you know, I had guys like Rizzy who raced, and um, yeah, now I have Ronnie who's raced, and um, so uh, like I said, I feel like the communication is a little bit easier. I can come in and be like, hey man, like you know, I was feeling this or feeling that, or sometimes I'll just come in and um, be like, man, you know, I just didn't got a good lap there in qualifying, or I just didn't run a very good race there. And it, they seem to understand that point of things a little bit easier where, you, you know, as a crew chief only guy seems to be like, you know, why are you not at a hundred percent every time you're on the racetrack? And, you know, obviously that's what you want to be at, but there's some nights where you're just a little bit off. And it seems like the, the guys that have been driving before, obviously understand that a little bit and, um, definitely understand a little bit more about what the car is doing compared to what it feels like in the car or, you know, after driving and then they get outside of the car and they can look at it from the outside and see a little bit different perspective. So I feel like overall, I feel like I do work a slightly better with people who, um, you know, have had experience, but I also, like I said, me and Connor Ridge won plenty of major races and, um, he had never raced a race car, has no desire to race a race car. So, um, yeah, it just depends. I feel like it's a lot of attitude and personality. You know, if your personalities go well together, then it then it works out. And uh, it's mostly just trust. You know, like I said, that I have a lot of trust in Ronnie right now, and um, he has a lot of trust in me. He gives me a race car and just you know basically says it's what you got and work with it. And I actually said in my interview the other day during the Silver Crown race with twenty to go, and I was just complaining about my car, and you know I was basically just telling him what to put in his notebook for next time, and. Um, you know we'll come back better and and then with 20 to go I just you know just started running the fence harder and harder and then next thing you know we're we're leading the race so um, and then I told them cancel all the notes I told you just bring me <laughs> back the same car and we'll do it again next year
0: <laughs> it almost takes that long for those cars to come in
2: yeah yeah exactly that's what I told them I, I said that just feels like this thing just you know just lazy What'd they you have fuel in them and I just couldn't get up and go down the straightaway like everybody could and um and then yeah, I just had I was honestly like I said, I was wasn't yelling or anything, but I was just making sure he wrote down stuff when it was fresh on my mind. Sometimes in those long races you forget what the car was doing for the first half of the race. So uh that's nice to have a radio and kind of throughout the race tell him what the car's doing and he can take notes and um, you know, like I said, put it in his notebook because it's at the moment pretty small and for now we're you know, it's just building it. So uh, try to give them as much information as I can so you can get better also. And, um, and then, yeah, and then we go out there and win and I just said, scratch everything I told you in the first half. So, um, so yeah, it's just kind of a funny, funny little deal there.
1: Have you come to enjoy running those cars? I mean, I know they're I know like they can be kind of an acquired taste to some people, but you know, I mean, you seem like you, you picked it up pretty quick, but, um, you know, do you, do you enjoy those races,
2: the longer races and kind of the strategy that's involved with that? Yeah, I think I always have enjoyed the longer races, and then you add in the strategy of fuel and tires and uh, spotters and all this stuff, and it's such a more complex style of racing. I feel like, and um, I knew before I even raced it that those were probably going to be my favorite cars if I ever did get to drive them, and and they quickly became my favorite. You know, last year probably, and um, you know, I still obviously really enjoyed racing sprint cars, and uh, when you have a week like I did last week, it's hard to not enjoy racing sprint cars, but. Um, yeah, silver crown cars definitely at the moment have my heart and, um, yeah, I just love the longer races. Always have even, you know, anything from go-karts to midget sprint cars. I wish midgets have more hundred Um, you know, I just love the long races and, um, yeah, the strategy of the silver crown race to me is just so good. And it's like the perfect mix between a sprint. Lately, they've been turning into more sprint car races than anything. You run so hard all the time and, um, you know, it's just. You really like a race like um the other night you're not really saving much um you might not run 100 percent early but you're not really really worried about your tires or anything like that you know some of them guys were on a little bit softer tire and uh, maybe they were but um i pretty much run a hard tire and just go go run as hard as i can so um yeah they really are turning into sprint car races a little bit but um i love i love the style of that race the racing and um You know i think it's just such a such a cool such a cool racing style and um such a cool car really
0: chatting with logan seavey who got uh, two sprint car race wins last week at bridgeport and port royal and then of course won the silver crown race at port royal as well he leads silver crown points by 18 over cody swanson and those two battled last year uh in the championship swanson obviously um getting the best of him slightly. You almost need to like put like a gap on him a little bit before you get to like some of these pavement tracks, right? You going to Madison here soon? Like, I know you guys are getting better on the pavement, but uh, it's going to come down, you know, to like, can he win the pavement races and can you win the dirt races basically?
2: Yeah, that's, that's pretty much it. That's my mindset going into, going into this year is, um, we basically have to win all the half miles and um, have to keep up with them or hopefully beat him on a mile or two this year and then um yeah just be on the lead lap on the pavement races you know last year we basically barely scraped the pavement car together and just finished the races and um this year in the off season we made our pavement car a lot better that's kind of our focus and knew that's what we were going to have to do if we wanted to be close with Cody at the end and um yeah we were in fifth I think at, at IRP at the opener and um that was huge for us so um yeah if we could stay in the top Five to eight on the pavement races, um, like I said, then we really have to have to beat them on the half miles. That's that's um, you know no question there, um, and it's helping us right now that a lot of these sprint car guys are running these half miles, and the racetracks have been really sprint car esque style racetracks, um, not really Cody's cup of tea. So that's been huge for us this year. Um, if the next couple dirt races can stay that way um you know when it takes rubber or something he's obviously coming in and he's going to be really tough to beat um Eldora I think early last year he ran really well so um yeah we really need these half miles to stay really stay as sprint car races like they have been and um we got to put as many cars in between me and Cody as possible on the half miles because uh, we know he's going to win at least a couple of pavement races if not almost all of them and um, yeah, Bobby's been a lot faster this year. So that might help me on the pavement, put him one spot back on the pavement. So every little thing matters in this series. And, um, yeah, approved proved last year. It came down to the last race. And, um, but I'm excited. It's, it's a huge challenge. The pavement's a huge challenge. Um, but it's fun. That's what makes it fun. And, um, knowing we have to go out there and have a goal and, um, really just keep, uh, keep trucking away. So hopefully, hopefully this next few pavement races, we've got like four or five coming up um yeah it's not the the schedule kind of hurts me there's a lot more paper races than there's dirt so um it's definitely working against me but we're doing our best
0: yeah it's a really fun series right now to cover and uh the good the championship battle is gonna be really fun to see towards the end of the year um you guys are in it in the sprint car too i mean 47 points back sit third right now in national sprint car series points um you guys go to indiana sprint week where you won three in a row last year at one point and probably you guys probably thought you had a chance to win the indiana sprint week title i mean the schedule looks good for you guys coming up here soon i know you go to wilmont angel park um you know before lincoln park and all you know houston's and all that but like the schedule looks good for you guys coming up
2: yeah it really does i'm haven't been this excited to go racing in a while after you know coming off a, a good week like that um schedule looks great uh lots of big races coming up uh big weeks coming up like you said sprint week so um, I couldn't be more excited. Uh yeah, leading the silver crown points in contention for the sprint car. Um, yeah, it makes that uh DQ on the scales uh hurt it a little bit more to see how close we are, uh even after after a big penalty like that. Um and then yeah, sex got that big bonus this year. If you can win two, it's you know, like hundred and fifty thousand dollars or something like that. Uh so Lots of big money on the line for us, and to see that we're in contention for that is, is really cool. So um, really it's, for the most part, between uh, me and Justin for you know the multiple series stuff right now, and um, there's a few guys who do multiple stuff, but um, right now we're the two that are kind of close to the top of the boards, and a couple of them at least, and um, yeah, that'd be really cool if we could come out with the sprint car championship even would be awesome or a silver crown championship would be incredible. But uh, if we could do both of them in the same year and, and get that bonus, that'd be really, really cool. So, uh, and then I'm trying to get Ronnie Gardner. They just announced it was like a 10,000 to win like crew chief of the year award or something like that. Um, so I told them if I get them, if we win that uh, we'll maybe go on vacation or something at the end of the year. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that would be fun. That's awesome. No, we appreciate you coming on the show, man. You've had a good start to the year and uh, a lot more racing left to go. So um, have a good time and we'll uh, see you at Sprint Week and everything else.
2: Awesome. Yeah. Thanks for having me on here. Yeah. Sounds like we'll uh, see you guys at Sprint Week.
0: Logan, CV, everyone currently third in USAC National Sprint Car Series points. Like I said, 47 points back. Um, I think right now the Sprint Car... Leading points is Justin Grant, yeah, with eight hundred seventy-two points. Brady Bacon is second with eight hundred fifty-eight, and CB has eight hundred twenty-eight. Blue has eight hundred seventeen. So those are kind of the guys in the chase for the Sprint Car Championship. Um, like I said, Dylan, on the Silver Crown side, we covered the Silver Crown Championship last year, where Robbie Rice, um, his team, won the the Owners Championship and nearly won um, the the Drivers Championship with Logan CV. However uh swanson pieced together an incredible season where he missed one race and then ended up winning toledo and and winning the championship again um but cv you know he's got a chance to win the silver crown championship and sprint car championship this year man yeah and then we're on triple crown watch
1: which i mean we haven't really talked about um but i mean yeah it's like if they do what they did last year on the silver crown side um and just get better on the pavement, you know, but do what they did on dirt and just get better on the pavement, which they already are, you know, why shouldn't he win the Silver Crown Championship? You know, he's uh their program has improved, um, you know, in every aspect since they almost won it last year. So, um, I think it's a very real possibility that they could do it. And, you know, in the sprint cardio is the same way. I mean, I think that, um, you know, this, like we talk about, you know, this time of year is a really busy and important stretch because you can gain and lose a lot of points if you have a good or bad um, June, July, and August, basically. So, um, I mean, they're, you know, they're both wide open. I think that's, you know, I think that's great that, you know, we're going to have, you know, we should have some really tight points battles, you know, going down to the wire across the board.
0: That's a great point about the triple crown too. He's already a national midget champion um i think he's 10th in midget points right now so it'd be a tall task to win the midget championship this year i think like 300 points separates he and kofoid so that's that's not going to happen this year but he is a former national uh midget champion so then if he won um the sprint car and the silver crown this year he would join that club that chris windham has joined uh with like jj yaley and smoke and tracy hines and you know so many other good race car drivers um that that have done that in the past so uh, it's gonna be fun to watch this year and he had a great eastern storm in pennsylvania and it was good to have him on the show this week uh to chat about that i i love that he's had that five car fast again right like when when we announced like that five car had some good drivers in it you know windham and blue and um to see that car running up front again with the Baldwins is fun
1: yeah it is i mean and derek claxton you know has worked on that car um i mean for as long as i you know, remember watching it, you know, I mean, he was all, he was Wyndham's crew chief in 2011 when they won, um, you know, they won sprint week and, and, you know, was on that car for a long time. And, um, so it's cool to see Ronnie, you know, kind of jump in there and and take over the reins and, and make it fast again, you know, and, um, that's a, that's a car that, you know, has become a fixture on the USAC trail, you know, and is, is as familiar as, as any other car that, you know, runs on the USAC trail. So, um, kind of a cool cool that uh you know they're they're back rolling with it again.
0: We are presented by Quickpits and quickpits.com at your one-stop shop for over 350,000 parts and accessories from the brands you demand truck cheap auto ATV with fast free shipping to your door use promo code flowsports at checkout. That's promo code flowsports. Um also our friends at dirtdraft.com have been having a great year. Um, it's been fun to play along with those games. I had a couple nights with the Midgets and a couple uh, with the Sprint cars coming up on their schedule uh, for Dirt Draft, looks like tonight. Dirt Car summer, Na- summer Nationals are gonna be going on all summer long, uh, so play those whenever you would like. They're at Springfield tonight. Um, the Outlaws are heading to the um, Lucas Oil Late Model series heading to Lernerville on Thursday um what else yeah a couple other events you know more some more outlaw races at then at madison you know we, you'll see logan cv in the silver crown series race on pavement at madison international speedway on friday um and then wilmont angel park two awesome races for the usac national sprint car series coming up angel park is one of my favorite racetracks the all-stars went there well a couple weeks ago and it was uh hammer down heavy you know it was like driving through a cow pasture over there but that that to me that's fun like i want some character on a racetrack you know angel park's always a place that has
1: had character you know i mean it's um you know it's super fast but it's always you know it's always juiced up and it's always heavy and um you know that leads to leads to some character sometimes but yeah i mean one of the best best dirt tracks in the country you know to me like um you know, you you associate like silver crown cars with a dirt mile, you associate sprint cars with Terra Haute. And to me, midgets with, you know, midgets at Angel Park is like the, you know, the best combination for that that car. So uh, I know it's not midgets that are racing there, obviously, you know, but just it's that kind of racetrack, you know, where National Midget Hall of fame's right there. It's just it's one of the most legendary racetracks in uh in in the world, quite honestly. And um I'm glad to still see that uh you know that through ownership changes and everything else that's gone on there that um we're still getting some good races there.
0: For sure. Also a race you have to watch this week on Flow Racing. Um the Dirt Cup at Skagit. Last night road to the Dirt Cup Tyler Courtney held off uh Corey Day and a few other stars out there uh young stars that is uh in the in the Narc um 410 you know, region out there, out west. There, I guess they're in Washington, right? That's where Skagit is. Um, mm-hmm. The Dirt Cup is going to be happening the 23rd, the 24th, and the 25th on FlowRacing.com. A ton of money on the line. The winner could potentially win a hundred thousand dollars, D. Welch, because for every lap you lead, uh, it's a thousand dollars. So, nice. The winner is going to take home the winner is going to take home fifty thousand dollars and potentially another fifty k for if they lead every single lap. So. Nice. Uh Sun Sunshine's out there driving for Paul Silva. That's what we won for in the road to the Dirt Cup. Um, you know, the first night track looked immaculate. That's uh they they prepped the track perfectly. It was such a good race. And uh I have a feeling it's gonna be some great racing uh this weekend. I think Zebs and Cory Eliason, and then of course, uh, you know, the Dominic Celsius, Justin Sanders and Tim kating and all those um, you know, West Coast guys will be super fun to watch. Four ten sprints at Skagit. Huge money on the line. Probably It's got to be one of the biggest paying uh, sprint car races on flow all year long, happening this week. You gonna watch?
1: Probably not, because I'll be in Watkins Glen.
0: Well, it's happening at like midnight every night, midnight Eastern every night. Yeah,
1: that's true. Yeah, it's true. It is West Coast, so I might be able to.
0: (laughs) I mean, I'll admit the sunshine when I talked to him today that I just watched the highlights when I woke up. Like, I am not. (laughs) I was sleeping by eleven thirty. Like. (laughs) <laughs> but they did start kind of early. Like, I, I feel like maybe it was like 1130 checkered flag or something. It wasn't too bad. So we'll, we'll see. Uh, we'll see what the time the time difference is. But come on, watch it. Dirt Cup, Uh I know dedicated sprint car fans are going to watch that thing. It's a high-paying race. So uh, tune in this week on Flow Racing. All right. Thanks to Logan CV for coming on the show this week. Thanks to our partners, Sun Dollar Restoration, Dirt Draft, and Quick Pits. This has been another episode of the Loud Pedal Podcast on Flow Racing.